Hello and welcome to this week's episode. So I just want to give you a quick um, overview before we get into it. This is a really good and insightful chat with Jessica Avey. So if you don't know who Jess is, she is a mindset and empowerment coach and her work is amazing. I've been following Jess for a long time, at least four years now, probably a bit longer than that. And I have seen her journey um, going from being a married mum of two um, to going through a divorce and coming out the other end absolutely thriving. She is doing so well. She's very in touch with who she really is and she really embraces and embodies that. Um, Jess is currently offering a course at the moment called Miss Independent. So if you are single or a single mum, I highly recommend that you go and check it out. Her Instagram account is, let me just check my phone, I've not been very well organised today. Um, her Instagram account is JessicaAVUK. So if you find her Instagram account, you can find all the course details on there. Um, but we'll get into this episode today. It's really, really insightful, all about limiting beliefs and how to kind of say like no to inner critic and understand that nagging, irritating voice that just gets us every single time. But yes, anyway, without further ado, let's get into the episode. Like I've been working a lot on inner critic stuff at the minute, so you'll totally get this. Like yesterday, as an example, we had a lovely, lovely day. Like it was really chilled out. The kids were really happy. We just stayed at home and everyone was fine. And by the end of the day, I was going, oh, do you know what? I should have taken them out more. I haven't taken them to the park for ages. Um, I should have like, been less up. I thought, where is this coming from? Because the kids were fine. Like this is coming from my issue around what I think I should like everyone else is doing and it's just not true like the kids were happy why am I even worrying about them like they're fine exactly like if you ask kids if you ask the kids how their day was like they would remember the things like the picky plates and the sofa dens and just playing games and oh we got to stay in our pajamas all day and you know they remember that yeah. kind of stuff they don't remember like oh you know well we all brushed our teeth and we ate three healthy meals and we made it out of the house <laughs> to walk on errands so they don't remember that stuff and I always like to think mm. as well, if your friend called you and said, we didn't leave the house today, you know, we stayed in, it was a lovely day, but we weren't productive in like the typical productive sense. And I'm doing like air quotations because. Yeah, you know, I hear those air quotations, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. But productive can mean just being kind to yourself and, you know, getting out of bed or, you know, it, it doesn't have to be the like running all these errands and stuff. But if your friend called you and said, you know, all I did today was just, we just stayed in and play, what would be your response? You wouldn't say to them, no, you failed today. You need to get out. You need to do this. So why do we do it to ourselves? I'd be jealous, like, because I used to have this real issue where, um, if I, if this is before Rich worked from home. So if I didn't see an adult in the day, I would really struggle with the day. So prior to him working from home, if I didn't get out one time that day, it would be a, a really bad day. So I used to feel really jealous of people that could stay at home and just be fine. And now I think, well, I had that yesterday. And why was I berating myself for that? Because I've come a long way to get to that point where I feel comfortable to not go yeah. out and see human beings. Do you know what? I've had it both ways. So I remember when I first had Jasper, my eldest, 
he mm. um like he, when he was born I just felt really anxious about going out and I don't know if it was social anxiety I don't know if it was a bit of postnatal depression I never really kind of labeled it at that time which is probably I don't know partly a good thing maybe not um but yeah. if I had plans on a Monday there was no way I'd make plans on a Tuesday or if I had a visitor yeah. in the morning not a chance in hell would I have someone round in the afternoon I just wanted to be at mm. home and, and I, I even now I can't really pinpoint why it's not because I thought something bad would happen it's not because he was a difficult baby I don't know I just wanted to be at home and then all of a sudden all of a sudden something switched when he was maybe two and I had to get out all the time. And it was completely different. If yeah. we had a day where I had no plans, I felt like a failure. And I went, and I'd see everyone on Instagram, like going out and about, doing everything. And I, just, I felt like I had to do that. Whereas now I feel like I've kind of got a good balance of, you know, I still beat myself up over things like most mm. days. But I, yeah, I feel like I've got a good balance that so we have chill days. I mean, obviously during a pandemic, we can't, you know. Yeah can't do a lot anyway but they're all pretty chill yeah yeah but like we haven't we didn't go for a walk today will be our third day if we don't go out for a walk but mm. it's fine because we'll go out for one tomorrow and if we don't we'll go out for one the next day yeah yeah I it's, it, I used to freak out like come winter time because I'd be like well we can't get out and I don't have a car I didn't have a car at the time so I can't go very far I can only walk to the park that's local to it and I just, just really stress about not being able to get out of the house so maybe the pandemic's taught me a lot about you don't really have a choice now. You have to stay in. And I had to make peace with that. But it is really silly, just this pressure that I used to put on myself. And I think some of it comes from having two under two. It was like I had to prove to myself and to everybody else that I could get both these children out of the house, no matter what the cost was. Like, like when I had two under two, again, same as you. Like, I didn't realise it at the time. There were definitely some underlying mental health things there where I just um, would like would go into really heavy survival mode and um like now there's big blackouts of memory from just this pressure that I put on myself I just I should have just focused on enjoying that time and like like you say these limiting beliefs were there where I thought I had to prove to everybody that I was coping fine with two under two and actually by doing that I probably wasn't coping very well internally yeah and I bet that was because people made comments like oh, that's a small age gap, or, you know, yeah. you know, you get those comments like, um, I don't know, oh, was it planned because it was a small age yeah. gap? Or, you know, they're just, yeah. like that, they're, they're harmless. I mean, they're insensitive, but, they're, you know, they are harmless, but they, they sit with you and you think like, or you always see it as a challenge. Like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, yes. maybe if, if people think that I've done things too quickly, I've got to prove to them that, like, no, I can do everything. And, yeah, words are what's the saying it's like your words are powerful that's why they call it spelling like they're they're magic they you have power over words and people don't realize that when they make these comments and I think especially surrounding Mm. you know pregnancy and parenting like we are sensitive around that time like I feel like only now am I kind of just becoming myself and my hormones have settled and but yeah it took it took a lot it took a lot for me to like find myself yeah you definitely because you there's so much going on like you'll lose yourself a little bit there's hormonal things going on like I do think that there's not enough awareness around um I don't know how to word it but like the internal struggle like I don't think we realize that uh we are going through something and probably not realizing it ourselves like they're probably and it's only when like you look back on times you think oh actually maybe I wasn't quite right that time and that's why I, I really struggled with that but 
Oh, absolutely. I've lost my trailer thought completely. No, but I look um, like so many times, like, and I would have like ragey episodes towards my ex, yeah. or like times where I would just cry, or I wouldn't want like family members around so much. And I look back now, and I'm like, I wonder if they all thought I was crazy. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I, I understand now, and I think for my mum, she got it. Um, hmm. Like she, you know, she was a mum of three. Like she. I don't know I think she just got it but other people you know mm. visitors come around unannounced or they expect you to want to go out all day and like little things like I don't want to go out in the evening even now I'm quite like I don't like being out past midnight that's my thing I have to be back before midnight so I know how much sleep I'm gonna get um yeah but yeah it's it's tough it's really tough and I, I really feel for mums having babies during a pandemic because they're not getting that support they're not getting to go out to all these different baby groups and yeah like having all the visitors around and yeah must be really tough yeah I agree and like I would feel like with the pandemic as well like reaching out for support would be a lot harder because you'd feel like you couldn't because that you don't want to risk extra visits or whatever like I think that you would feel more of a burden I guess I don't know yeah and all you're seeing is the social media and I know like a lot of people on social media are a lot better now at showing everything not just the highlight reel but I feel like they're either seeing that or they're out for a walk and they're seeing all these other mums out for walks and like their dress, their children are dressed. They didn't see the struggle of getting their kids out the door or, you know, how many nappies they had to change just to be able to get out mm. to go for that walk. Or, you know, they don't see the tears they're holding back and, you know, they're not getting to go to the playgroups and overhear mums talking about, you know, how annoying their partners are or how much they're struggling. So they're yeah. really, they're quite... Um, limited to what they're being exposed to and I think that's quite dangerous yeah and I say this all the time with social media like just please remember that there are snippets of the day like it there's a balance with this like part of me thinks it's not an influencer's responsibility on how that makes you feel so like an example would be like you talk about your trainers um it's not your responsibility how that makes somebody else feel but then equally on the other side like I am very conscious to give lots of different variations of our day like sometimes we're doing really well sometimes we're not like and I I feel the brunt of that sometimes like by me exposing myself and showing vulnerabilities like obviously that opens me up for people to make comments um but I do still think that's important to show lots of different sides of how the pandemic's affected us and how we've got through it and stuff like that yeah absolutely and I feel like you know I do I'll show my vulnerable side to an extent I don't show when I'm telling my kids off partly out of respect for them but partly because of the shame yeah. you know I'm an ugly crier so I don't show when I'm like really crying I show when I've like composed myself and I'm talking about how I've just been crying about something you know so it is yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's boundaries as well, isn't it? And like you said, you open yourself up to comments and, you know, the trolling and all of that. And it's it's hard. But it, yeah, it's like you said about having that responsibility. Um, yeah, there is one part of me that thinks, you know, people might see the trainers and um, feel less than. But then there's a part of me that thinks, no, if my trainers bother you, don't, you know, sh- don't look at my stuff. Or, you know, I've worked really hard yeah. through a pandemic. I don't get support from anyone that, you know, if anything, like use that as motivation. We all have a choice over what we view, you know, who we follow. And I'm an avid unfollower. You know, if people make me feel crap, I don't follow. And and Mm. it's not me just trying to have this toxic positivity of, you know, wanting to feel good all the time, but I follow people that 
inspire me, that teach me something. You know, I, if people have a difference of opinion to me, I follow them because I learn something new. But yeah, it's the kind of, it's a, when the things are, I don't know, like it's good if things make you question yourself. Um, yes. Because that's when we can work on ourselves more, but not to the point when we're feeling bad about ourselves, you know? It's just boundaries. Yeah, definitely. in social media. All the time. Yeah no I agree social media as well like it should be a form of escapism like so I go on social media and my kids are happy and I want to go and have a cup of coffee and just sit and chill for a minute so I'm not going to follow somebody that makes me feel bad about myself but obviously I am part of the other side of it so are you where like we uh have like I know that it's not all real like I just it's not not that it's fake that's not the right word but I know that it's I come onto social media to talk when like you say, we're through the calm of it. I don't come on when Rory's having like an autistic meltdown. I would never, ever, ever show that anyway. But I don't come on in those moments and say like, oh, look at this, look at what we're going through. Like I come on, I don't even talk about Rory and stuff like that because I'm very conscious to not ever do that to him. But so you might just see the best parts of our day. You're not going to see the negatives. Yeah, but I guess it is, you know, but you do often remind people, and I've seen this in your stories, where you're saying, like, you know, don't be fooled by that, though. Like, I have still, you know, yeah. I'm still going through stuff. And I think, and if you did show, you know, a meltdown or shouting or, you know, if I saw another parent telling off their, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe not about telling off kids. It's hard with kids, isn't it? Because it's about respecting their privacy as well. But, hmm. you know, I don't think I would ever judge someone I wouldn't say like oh they're oversharing because they're going to be making someone feel better and less alone um they're just my personal boundaries like I wouldn't yeah like I've seen people sharing their kids crying or telling them off and stuff but for me that's just a personal boundary that I don't have yeah then I used to show um probably like the kids in their nappies and I remember doing like a potty training video which I've now made private Mm. and like if I would do that now but yeah it's just our boundaries change all the time and that's the beauty of it like you can literally do and be what you want every single day like the only constant in life is change you know I was a blogger I'm not anymore but if I want to start doing my videos again I'll do it and some people might agree with that but that's you know that's the beauty of us having freedom of choice I love that you said that. I get so much flack. It's so funny. This is like, I've had to really learn to shut this down as part of my inner critic and like a limiting belief because this is what other people say about me. But they're like, oh, she's always up to something. She's always into something. It's like, yeah, obviously, because I'll try something and it might not work. And then I'll try something different and that might not work. Like that's part of growth. Like I'm a human being that's interested in growing her mindset. So I will be trying lots of different things and seeing what sticks. That doesn't, I don't, I don't know why that offends people. Like, why does that make you so cross? Well, like, you know what, what? About because that. they're jealous or because they have a limiting belief that they wouldn't be able to do it. Like, that's the thing. Mm. If, if someone else succeeding or not even succeeding, trying something and maybe not working and trying something else, if that triggers something in you, like, everyone is a reflection. It, like, the universe is a mirror to you. So if someone yeah. else doing something bothers me, that's purely me that needs to work on it. I mean, it's, you know, if someone comes and punches me in the face, I'm not going to be like, what is this? <laughs> that's <for>? their problem. <laughs> Yeah, but when it's, you know, someone else's success or someone else's failure, if it makes you feel good, someone else's success makes you feel crappy, that's on you. And I think, mm, you know, okay. people that 
you know, want to go out there and make comments and stuff, I think well, you're just, you're spending even less time working on your own dreams because you're just judging mine. But I, you know, I've been, I will, um, yeah. you know, what is she? Is she a blogger? Is she, does she have a beauty business? Is she like an MLM person? I'm like, I'm all of them actually. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll more things if I want to. <laughs> I'm going to tick all those boxes. Thank you and goodbye. Yeah. yeah. Suggestions of what I could do. Because for me, I love like, I've got an entrepreneurial spirit and I mesh yeah, well with other do. people like you. And I love that. I love like supporting other women and I love seeing people like trying things. And, you know, I'm, I also have lots of friends that have been in the same job for 20 years and they do a nine to yeah. five Monday to the Friday. And they love it. And I support yeah. that. But, you know, for me yes. personally, I want to try different things. And, you know, if we're too scared of failing, we would never try anything. No, I agree. I um, I actually watched a video of you the other day on YouTube. Oh. And it was like your... Um, well, I was like, I just wanted to like go back and see your progress, and I'm really ha- like happy I did because I watched your 2017. It was like your goal setting, and you were just talking about like minimalism and just starting to like dip your toe into that side of things. And it was really nice to see you then and like see you now. And like, I really wanted to like give you a high five and be like, oh, I've seen how far you've come. Like, I've followed you since that video, and I've oh, seen I what you've been that. through. And I feel like I need to go back. It was more. really. Because no, I was it was it was lovely. But I just I just remember so many times like crying on Insta stories, like I've broken up <laughs> again, or this has happened, or this has happened. And yeah, I do I get a lot of messages now, which is so lovely from people saying, like, I remember the car crying incident of like 2019. <laughs> uh, see how far you've come now. And I still get my moments, you know, I still cry and I still get yeah, less angry and all of that, but I've just built up such good um like my mental health toolkit is fully stocked now and yeah limited yeah. beliefs have been not all of them I've still got some but loads of them have been cleared and yeah but that's it that is a really good thing about how we share our journeys with YouTube and Instagram and stuff we can see how far we've come like when we have triggers triggers yes. sound scary but they're actually signposts to us like they're like big yes. beacons of like this is something you need to heal because if you for example were an amazing dancer like you knew you were so confident in your dancing you knew how amazing a dancer you are and people were saying oh she's a crap dancer it wouldn't even bother you because you'd be like well I know I am like I know I'm good yeah look at my trophies yeah yeah but when it's something that we already think about ourselves and someone says it it's all it just it like solidifies it doesn't it and it but it's yeah. that as this big beacon signpost like okay thank you for notifying me of what I need to heal it's a shitty thing to go through you know to to hear other people saying it but you know thank you thank you for your opinion you've highlighted something that I actually believe in myself I'll never admit yes. that to you <laughs> um yeah and then you can start to do the inner work so say I came to you as a client and I was like right help me help myself what would you like where would you start like what would be your your first point of contact with somebody to uncover their limiting limiting beliefs and confront them okay so when it comes to figuring out someone's limiting beliefs if I was going to be working with them then we kind of do a process of figuring out where you are now and then where you want to be and then bridging that Mm. gap And it's in bridging that gap that we realize the things, the kind of resistance. So basically, like if you were going to, if you want to go somewhere in a sat nav, 
the sat nav can't figure out how to like the route to take you to the destination if it doesn't know where you are now so that's like the first thing it really crystal clear and I do this in my one-to-one coaching but also in my 12-week course um so it's something Mm -hmm. that you know my clients can do in their own time as well um and I just get them to get really crystal clear on every area of their life at the moment um because quite often particular areas can consume us and we can you know it might be your love life for example you might be like oh you know that's just the area that I want to work on but Mm. when they work they look at all of the other areas of their life they might realize that actually no that's not the main problem my problem is you know in my self-confidence or it might be in my um I don't know my finances you know like things can manifest themselves in like different areas of our lives we get crystal clear on that um and then we look at where we want to be like what do you actually want you know because sometimes we can say okay I want I want to be rich um I want to have a dream house and I want a hot boyfriend yeah why why do you want those things what are the emotions behind it like I want to be rich because um you know I want the world or you know and and we really deep to what is the reason and it might come down to like because um you know my parents told me when I was younger that I would be nothing if I didn't have money and then when they figure that out oh well actually I don't want to be rich now like now that I realize it just comes down to that so we really work on that and then we look at bridging the gap so okay what do you need to do to get from where you are now to where you want to be and someone can say like oh I need to start a six-figure business and you know the solution seems simple but if I say to you okay do it now then what do you need to do that's when they notice the resistance you know the fear that comes up around taking certain actions and I'm not good enough something like that couldn't happen to me Um, and that's how we identify the limiting beliefs so it's Mm -hmm. the resistance in because that's what a limiting belief is it's a belief about yourself or the world around you but it's limiting in the fact that it holds you back from doing what you're capable of doing you know every action that we take every answer we give everything is based on our core beliefs you know whether I say yes to the date or I go for the job interview it's all going to be based on what I believe about myself or the world so it's really like but it's so important like yes you can manifest things yes you can work hard but if you don't genuinely believe that you can achieve something or that you deserve something like you hear all these stories of millionaires or like they win the lottery and then they lose all the money like they see yes. because they don't or they have like a loving relationship but then they push and push or like you know start arguments and threaten to leave to see what the partner will do and yeah they, we, we can ruin things for ourselves because we don't truly believe that we deserve it I've had this before so this is a really good point where I will try and push on to rich like what so say like say rich didn't exist and I had a boyfriend it was like super bubbly super vibrant super energetic that would naturally bring those elements out in me because obviously you are who you spend your time with so sometimes yeah. I'll be like oh why can't you be like this and then I realize like that's because that's what I want to be like I'm just trying to put that on him so he can bring it out of me like when actually I just need to bring it out of myself like they say sometimes that you when you're trying to attract your like dream partner to write down all the things that you want in a partner and then be those things because that's what the problem is yeah. really like it's not about you wanting that in a partner it's about you actually just wanting to be those things yourself yeah absolutely yeah, I find that. I think it's important to say as well, though, like, 
your like limiting beliefs and your inner critics like you say like to give them a name and like to almost make friends with them and to realize that they're there to like keep you safe like it's your brain's way of saying like oh that feels like a big idea like let's just shut that down a little bit because that feels really scary and like for me sometimes I have to like imagine the person and be like we're safe we're fine like this is this this dream is okay we're not in caveman times there are no lions that are trying to kill us if we leave the house like this is safe and the like the worst possible scenario is that we just don't do it again yeah because that's the thing like so all of our beliefs are pretty much set in stone by the age of eight like because our brains like the neuroplasticity of them they're like sponges when we're kids you know yeah remember everything um yes and that's the case with you know learning our core beliefs and it is something to do with like the brain waves at that age I don't really know like the in-depth science of it there um yeah and but it can be from like our childhood from our like how our parents spoke to us from friendships from education media the government like all of these people making you know and they could be really harmless comments like you know, if someone's dishing out sweets, like, oh, don't take too many, don't be greedy, or, you know, oh, if you yeah. eat too many sweets, your teeth are going to rot, or don't, um, I don't, don't run too fast, you're going to hurt yourself. All these things that our parents say to keep us safe, but then they mm. can cause us to feel fear. You know, when your parents say to you, don't run too fast because you might hurt yourself, or don't climb too high, you might fall. That If mm. that belief sticks in us in a certain way, I'm not going to go for the CEO position can you go for CEO position or is that when you start a company I don't know but I'm not going to go for like you can go yeah you can go for it in case I fall in case I don't succeed and obviously like these fears like they keep us safe you know they teach us not to put our hands on hot things not to drink things with a poison logo on but unfortunately they also teach us to fear things that we don't need to fear and that is based on childhood it's made me so aware now when I speak to the children like you know, I might say, like, don't run too fast, but you can run fast. Just just be careful. <laughs> like, Look out for that stone. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm very conscious as well. It's Like, I'll, I always get called sensitive. Like, ever, ever since I was born, I get called sensitive. And there have been so many times where I haven't overreacted because I, it's obviously my problem. Like, I'm sensitive. And now, like, as I reflect, I'm like, no, no, no. Like, you were just a dick. Like, that's not me. That was you. So I'm really conscious with the kids to never be like, oh, you're okay. Come on. Off yeah, Like, just like yeah. don't cry like, don't be like I always try not to like your child drops a crisp on the floor and they start crying like no that's okay you're upset you dropped your crisp that was an important crisp to you <laughs> Take yeah like it's gone it's fine but that, yeah like, I can I'm the same sorry sorry you carry on but like feeling being told that you're sensitive over and over that can then make you dim your light you know and then feel like you know yeah. like I can't speak up for myself if someone does something wrong to me if you know people don't speak nicely to me or you know I don't know just anything it makes you feel like you can't speak your truth and then you know when you avoid conflict with other people you start it inside and that's when we then yes. talk about things and we think like you know oh you'll start telling yourself that oh I was too sensitive because I didn't say anything hmm. yeah you just end up having this like internal battle but it's just kind of just like because obviously all emotions are normal like it's okay to feel sad yeah. if your dog dies. It's normal to be angry if someone cuts you up on the motorway, or like to feel stressed if your internet connection isn't working. That's all normal, but it's just when yeah. those things are taking over your life, or if you're finding yourself feeling sad at a time that maybe isn't like wouldn't typically be expected. So you know, like if yeah. um, 
if your friend succeeds in something and you feel sad about it, that's not a typical response. So that's when it's important, you know, maybe look at the pattern of when you're feeling that emotion or thinking those thoughts and identifying what the triggers are. It's all about just really like taking it back to ourselves and just being really self-aware. It's funny when you start to become aware of it. Like I think... I might say this wrong but like do you feel like you've got this person just constantly narrating your day like in your head because some people do and some people don't no I don't but you know what's really interesting the people pleaser six months ago I would have gone yeah I do to make you feel (laughs) more comfortable and to make me feel more like part of something like how crazy is that that I like say no this is part of my new like self-confidence no I don't get that I get um I'm aware of my thoughts and my feelings and I try to I do this thing of like you know I'm the sky my thoughts and feelings are the clouds they're not me um yeah and a useful one for your kids as well my son Jasper watches it on um it's on a YouTube channel Cosmic Kids and they say that yeah, you're Cosmic the Kids, pond yeah. and it's so good and all of your emotions are fish so I'm like don't worry you're not the angry fish it's just a fish swimming in your pond and sometimes he's like I am the angry fish (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just um that's for me that's the kind of way that I see it that anything I think and feel it's like they're just my thoughts and feelings they're not like but yeah I don't I don't hear it as a voice but yeah I know like a lot of people have that like that inner critic that inner um in a voice I know it is really common but yeah no I don't I don't really have it there's like literally two people apparently two, two types of people some people go around like narrating their thoughts and their day like it's like the Truman show in my head like I literally am constantly thinking and talking in my own brain and some people just don't so we're clearly like one of each I do and I'll talk about I'll like discuss scenarios in my head like how I should have responded to things differently and how I would which you oh, know maybe, yeah that's yeah but I just see it I don't know I've never saw it as like as an inner critic it's just I guess it's just, it's our perception our perspective of it everyone's perspective of it's different I think like with mine so she does like the day-to-day stuff like oh later we'll do little like she'll be talking to me about our day and sometimes she'll be like oh are you really gonna post that on social media because that doesn't sound very like so she will be very critical sometimes and it, I, it's funny that when you start doing the work how aware you become of all of these thoughts and feelings you have and when you can suddenly start to separate yourself like the fish and be like oh no that was weird like why did I say that to myself because that's not even true like that's that's rubbish like it is funny when you start to yeah. do the work how often these thoughts crop up and how exhausting that probably is for your brain to process them all yeah like imagine if you didn't have that self-awareness how you'd be feeling and like the whole thing with healing is like you've probably heard the saying like it's not a linear journey like yeah you can feel fine for ages something will hit you you can have these big like breakthrough moments maybe you do a meditation and suddenly you feel this weight lifted or it can be these Mm. really kind of subtle shifts as well sometimes it is these kind of subtle shifts like maybe you'll have a conversation with someone and you'll think oh six months ago I would have lost my temper in that conversation or I would have really taken that personally and I think that's what's really important to note when it comes to like we're always going to have these moments where we suddenly doubt ourselves or you know that inner critic pops up um, or we feel those feelings but it's just the goal I suppose is to 
just lessen that, you know, not have that as much and to have the right kind of mental health toolkit to to be able to know, okay, but that's not me. That's not my voice. That's not true. Like, yeah, those things are still going to pop up, but they don't take over and I don't feel that kind of shame about it. You know, like, it's okay yeah. to doubt yourself, but when we then think like, oh, well, I'm, I'm a self-doubter, I am, you know, I am these things, it's quite often what makes it worse is the shame attached and you yeah. know, ourselves. But when we can separate that, like, yeah, it's annoying that I feel guilty or anxious or sad but at least I know like they're just fish in my pond <laughs> yeah I think it's important like so, so as well not to like I've only just started doing this instead of saying like oh, I am so anxious it's I feel really anxious right now or I am an angry mum sometimes I feel angry as a mum like I don't let them be who I am because like you say feelings are normal and they will crop up and they will go like it doesn't make it part of you it's just that is life I think we start to attach these these moments of like you say things that have caused us shame and we start to put that on ourselves and our own character belief like oh I'm really I should be ashamed because I shouted at my kids at one time and I'm a bad mum instead of do you know what they needed to be shouted at that time because they were going to do something dangerous and that's fine. Like it doesn't make me a bad mum. It makes me actually quite responsible. Yeah. And it the fact that you then question yourself over it makes you a good mum. Like that's what I always yeah. think. It says to me like, Oh, I just, I feel really bad because I've shouted at my kids or because I just want to break. And I'm like, the fact that you're feeling bad about it makes you a good mum. Yeah. Yeah. Bad mums don't feel bad. <laughs> Yeah. but then do you know what I'm a bad mum a lot of the time because I'm like no I need to put my mask on first like I like having yeah. a break the shouting I, I don't like to shout and when I do I do always feel a bit guilty but not I don't beat myself up over it I just think do you know what I'll try better tomorrow I think yeah. as well this is really important I don't know whether you sorry I've just over talked to you completely well as I says I don't know if you do this as part of like your practice but I learned to get really clear as like a journaling practice to get clear on what my actual values are and like what I find important so um there are lots of things where I'll take on issues because that's a societal norm well actually it's just it's not important to me and I don't really care so why am I stressing and allowing that to become part of my character so like for example I'm really pro screen time <laughs> and I've got an autistic child who does really well through screen time and sometimes I find myself being like oh they've been on the screens too much like I'm such a bad mum because I I think do you know what I really don't care about the screens like they've learned so much from them and that's just like you say a societal norm coming in and creeping in and telling me what I should and shouldn't be doing when if I check my values and what is important to me I don't know why that's even come into question about my character because I really don't care and I have to sometimes go back to that and like another thing would be we're going back to like the trolling stuff but you know obviously like the kids privacy and sharing things online some people have really strong views on that and I think that's good and I'm glad that you have those views but I don't I don't feel quite as strongly and that's okay we just think differently about things um so I'm not gonna let your issue like your sorry not issue I'm not gonna let somebody else's opinion become my inner like oh am I bad for doing that because it's I just feel differently about it to you and like you say with having a rest first of all like as your friend I can tell you I think that's an amazing gift because you're prioritizing your like care and your self-care which you do really well and 
when your children grow up they will do the same thing like I grew up in a really productive household and now if I'm not productive I feel like I'm failing whilst I wish I'd grown up seeing my kid like my parents having like more of a rest and sitting and watching the telly on a Sunday like and having a movie and that would have really instilled some really good beliefs in me about resting and learning to prioritize my own need for calm okay so when it comes to other people's beliefs and values something that I really kind of work on with my clients is to like look at different perspectives um Mm. you know for example you know someone else might think that but why would they think that what would their background be um yeah you know I might think this, but what would my idol think? What would a police officer think? What would the president think? It's just really looking at that everyone has different, everyone has different perspectives based on, we call it like their sat nav. Like you only know what you know, but you don't know what you don't know until you know it. So every response you give, every answer you give will be based on your sat nav like from your memories, experiences and everything you've been exposed to and the same for me. So we might both view Mm. like the same situation or maybe, you know, the same, it might be a mum shouting at her kids. You might have a completely different perspective of that compared to me, Um, you know, maybe based on your childhood, based on my experiences. So yeah, it's a lot about like shifting perspective it's interesting you say that because like Rich will do a lot of things so Rich had like a really lovely childhood and I had obviously a lovely childhood but my mum was like quite critical and I show up with complete compassion now I've done this work because I see I follow the trail back and I can see that she would have come from something quite critical um and I'm now really conscious of like the way we speak to the kids and I'm very like you could say like woke on like like you say like the effects and stuff so I know the work and I know what needs to be done so like we've talked about already we know how to now stop those um cycles from happening yeah but Rich because obviously he didn't have that he will be like I think you're overthinking it and I'm like no 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 trust me say so say once somebody has realized their belief systems what would you say is like are your top tips to start to proactively say boo to that bullshit for one and to like love yourself I love the boo to the bullshit saying I think that's brilliant um so it's once you realize what it is it's then about Mm. kind of it's about exploring it so um oh sorry hang on my screen's just locked can you still hear me yeah I can hear you don't worry yeah so it's then about exploring that so finding out why you believe that um you know what that means to you when was the last time that you felt like that? Where, you know, when was the first time that you felt like that? And we can do things like, um, like timeline techniques where we kind of go all the way back to childhood and the first time you felt like it. And, you know, you can actually kind of speak to your inner child and you Mm. can give them or answer things. You know, for me, I had this one thing where, um, I have this kind of rejection issue that manifests itself in um, relationships, like romantic relationships. And also when it comes to like being successful money wise, Mm. Um, and I managed to get it all the way down to when I was maybe three waiting for my dad to come home from work. I had the most amazing relationship with my dad. Nothing ever happened. Um, You know, amazing childhood, but it would have been three year old me. Maybe my dad was 10 minutes late from work. Or he came home from work, but he had to go straight onto a phone call. And that moment made me feel rejected. 
so for me yeah. I did the child work where I actually you know went back and said to my inner child like you're fine like you're loved and he's just gone you know he just had to do some work um and it's you know really just giving like lots of love to your inner child and understanding and saying like it's okay to feel like that that you're not silly for feeling like that but it's time to change the script and it's it's reprogramming it so um you know we can change to positive mantras so like you can do techniques like that um but you can also do um there's lots of different techniques actually because I'm an NLP practitioner as well which is a lot to do with you know like how the brain works and rewiring and reprogramming um mm. but looking at other people's perspectives and if say your limiting belief is I don't know I'm not worthy of love then it's you know you really want to fuel yourself with I am worthy of love so writing yeah. down all the reasons why maybe that limiting belief isn't true writing down all the reasons why the opposite is true like why I am worthy of love um yes creating, like affirmations mirror work um you know meditations and breath work where you just really focus on that you know the opposite of that limiting belief but it's, it's really it's about rewiring and reprogramming so I remember hearing this um analogy of a tractor like a tractor will go along a field you know over the same spot over and over and the grooves from the tires and the mud will be really really deep that if the mm. tire tries to go kind of slightly to the left or to the right it will slip back in and that's yeah. the same with our belief system like they're so kind of set in stone um but it's yeah. about slowly kind of just trying to rewire that and reprogramming it so that you can create new grooves so that's there are two sorry carry on oh no no that's fine there are two like exercises that I've learned about actually for both things that you've said so one of them is so the inner child work I had this same kind of thing where um I went to this party once and this girl said to me um like my parents used to own a doll's house shop and she obviously got doll's house stuff for her present and she was like oh that's the only reason I invited you and she said it in front of everybody and like that's one of my things like because I always wanted to like be part of the group and stuff and somebody was like you've got a daughter and your daughter looks a bit like you and say she came home and that had happened what would you say to her and like I always picture like her like, like Ellen being my inner child like what would I say to Ellen if she came home with this this problem and like and obviously I would treat her with complete kindness and compassion and tell her it's not true and so I do that quite a lot like if something comes up from an inner child I'll like sit down not with Ellen in real life obviously but like I'll yeah. imagine her yeah she'd be like what <laughs> mum go, go away um and then another one is like you say about um having to prove like your belief system's wrong sometimes I'll like this is really out there but it really helps I love that. <laughs> I'll um I'll picture myself as like a lawyer and I'll be like right well I'm the defend like I've got to defend why that like it would be like going to court and I've got to be like right well this, these these are all the reasons why that isn't true so like say it's like you're not worthy of love and I'll find all the evidence as to why that is not a fact and I'll like fight the court case I love doing that yeah because that's the thing sometimes we just we just believe it and we don't look at other perspectives and it's like I was saying earlier about you know what would um you know what would the president say what would mm. um I don't know, a doctor say, what would your idol say? Like just looking from other people's perspectives and like when it comes to that little girl from the birthday party, you can also go back and forgive her. You know, yeah. I do a, a technique with my clients called perceptual positioning where the, I'll ask my client to 
as themselves say how they feel um, and then step into the other person so you would literally step into this little girl and you wouldn't assume what she would say or say things from your point of view you would literally kind of you know really try and speak from her like you know I maybe she didn't realize you know maybe she didn't realize that was a mean thing to say maybe she also wanted you there because you were an amazing friend but yeah she just worded it wrong you know like just looking at the different reasons or you know maybe she's jealous that your parents had that shop you know there could be so many different things but it's looking at a different perspective and then stepping into a third position which is the fly on the wall um who would probably say you know I see these two girls um who both just wanted to have fun both just you know wanted to be friends with each other and it's a misunderstanding yeah it's about kind of switching those positions and you know I've had clients do that with family members that have said things to them and it's really powerful um but it's it's all in our perception like all of it all just how what we believe which is you know what I believe about things is completely different to what you believe about things and that's why it's so important to me that we do that you know that deep kind of limiting belief work to heal so that we can move forward and we can just know how empowered and capable and amazing we are yeah there's another thing that I'll do sometimes as well this is a little bit harder um but like this is an example so like I've done the cord cutting uh, meditation that you mentioned like with an x as well and sometimes I'll like that will like to be fair lots of things from this relationship will come up because it's a big relationship when I was 18 years old so 10 years ago nearly 11 years ago and sometimes I think about this person and I think do you even realize that 11 years later like you're still causing me jip like do you even wake up on a daily basis and think about your ex? like because I don't I don't think about my exes and what I might have caused for them it doesn't no. even occur to me on a daily basis so I think if you don't care and it doesn't bother you on a daily basis then why am I like letting sometimes like, this is harder to do because you do you have to sometimes say like it's it doesn't it's just me that's holding on to this hot coal now and it, I need to let go. Like it, it, you're not holding on to it and I'm holding on to it like out of hurt from what you did and you don't even remember it. So sometimes I have to be like, right, it's time to let go of the coal. And I'll like visualize that too. Like this is, this needs to go because it's only me that's hurting now. Yeah. And it's like, it's a harsh truth, but it's kind of having that balance of, okay, these feelings are valid, but you're the only one holding on to it now. Like you said, like, yeah realistically the person probably doesn't care anymore and it sounds really harsh but one of the things that you know I try and live by with my coaching is that you don't we say like you don't sit in the bath of shit with your client so you don't sit there and oh don't say that oh what happened next like okay this has happened it's affected you up until now this is your choice to decide whether you want it to carry on affecting you like my job as a coach is to get you from where you are now to where you want to be mm. so you know we'll do the techniques to heal that but I'm not going to sit you know sit with you and let you wake up like you said wake up every morning and you know maybe think about what he said or she said and you know letting those beliefs that someone else put on you still affect you yeah um, but we have to make that decision ourselves as well and you know sometimes we're not ready like I said when I did that cord cutting for my ex it didn't work that time because I didn't, I, I wasn't ready to let go of him. But when yeah. I was ready, it worked. But yeah. we just have to really, and again, that probably was a belief, but I'm not ready to let go because I'm not worthy of anything more. Mm. So you know, we have to believe that we are worthy. You know, the universe, we weren't born 
to struggle and to be sad and to be bitter and angry like we were born to live these amazing lives Mm. the universe wants that for us but you know we have to put the work in we have to do that that healing yeah and if you don't somebody said the other day they were like why do you why do these feelings exist if I don't know it's a very spiritual question but why do these feelings exist if the universe doesn't want you to have them but it's like you have to learn the lessons too otherwise you will just have no gifts will you like these are here to give you gifts as well and to strengthen your character and you know you have to go through processes sometimes to get to where you need to be yeah and it gives you an appreciation like you wouldn't you wouldn't care for yourself so much if you hadn't have seen your struggles and you have to come over that and you know a bit of contrast you've seen yourself be bad and you've seen yourself be good and now you can appreciate the good yeah like I don't regret anything even though a lot of what I've been through you know with my separation and it it was really hard and heartbreaking and there were times where I just thought I don't I I cannot feel like this anymore like it was just it was horrible um but I wouldn't regret any of it. I wouldn't, I don't regret any of it. And I wouldn't change any of it because it's made me who I am now. And, you know, they say that every person that comes into our lives, either they're meant to be a lesson for us or we're meant to be a lesson for them. Mm. So, you know, I just see it as, okay, maybe my ex came into my life for them to be a lesson for me or, you know, maybe other people I've dated or friends that I've had that, you know, maybe friendships haven't lasted. Maybe I was a lesson for them. Um, you know, it's divine timing like everything does happen for a reason and I think when you can have the mindset of you know just trusting that that yeah it might not be pleasant to go through but it is happening for a reason it just makes it a bit more enjoyable <laughs> like you just you you cut the resistance yeah definitely a lot of the pain 